Let's just stay in that place of worship. Just begin to thank Him. Begin to thank Him for the one-time sacrifice that made you clean for all time. Begin to thank Him that He's an ever-present God in time of need. Begin to thank Him that He loves you the same on your best day and on your worst day. Jesus, we just adore you. We bless you, God. God, we thank you that our sins and our lawless deeds, it says you remember no more as far as the east is from the west. And that today there's a gift of righteousness that we can step into apart from works that nobody can boast in this. And if that's you today, which is really all of us, but if you really need that, just by faith, begin to thank him that the Son has made you clean and innocent and white as snow. Receive your innocence today. It says on the cross that he defeated the enemy. And I just was feeling during worship that there are some of you who are being attacked in your sleep and in your dreams. And if that's you, you know it's you, obviously. But the Bible actually says he gives to his beloved even in their sleep. And Jesus didn't just die so that we could have freedom during the day, but actually at night too. And so if that's you right now, just lift your hand. This should always be the safest place church should be, or it's just a living room. But if that's you, lift your hand, okay? And if you're around those people, just put a hand on their shoulder. Obviously, stay away with the COVID, but just the shoulder. And we're just going to believe for these people to just go to bed and sleep in peace with their dad. The Bible actually says, too, he gives his angels charge concerning us. They're ministering spirits in the earth to minister to the saints, to the people of God, while they're sleeping and awake. So, Father, we just ask in the name of Jesus right now, Holy Spirit, that you would just come upon these people from head to toe, and you would just drive away all darkness, all attack, and all warfare. From this moment on, there would be a lifting right now in the name of Jesus, and that tonight you would multiply sleep. God, they would feel so rested when they wake up tomorrow morning. And Lord, you would even replace it because you're the God that not only takes things but replaces things and give them dreams. <laughs> give them laughter. God, give them giggles in their sleep. God, let their roommates look over and see a smile on their face while they're sleeping. God, we just love you. And we bless these people in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Cool fam, why don't you have a seat? Welcome to church. Monty's going to read the good word to us. We have such a treat today. Andrew and Jonathan from the JB House, Jesus Burgers, are preaching. And yes, yes, that's where you guys clap. I do a little pause. We clap. Wonderful. I want to say this before because I'm not going to come back up here, but Jonathan and Andrew are amazing men. They love Jesus. Uh, both of them just have pure hearts going after God, and this church is a better family because of these two guys. I love that both of these guys don't carry religion. They just love, 
And some of you guys live with them, so you've actually seen their life, and you're like, huh, maybe I don't see it all great as my kids see my life, and Hannah catches wind from the RV, and <laughs> they're like, pray for that guy. Um, but never confuse the message and the messenger. You know what I mean by that? The message comes from God. It's his word. Just posture your heart, no matter who's giving this message, whether it's a 10-year-old or some a sage, it doesn't matter. Just posture your heart to hear from heaven. You know, there's only one place that Jesus didn't have honored. Do you know what it was? His hometown. Why? Because people got so familiar. They're just like, dude, that's just Jesus. Why would we think he can do miracles or anything? So sometimes it's, you know, a guest speaker comes in, you're like, whoa, you know, but we want to have that kind of posture and honor for those in our own family too. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. All right. Monty, let's read this twice because we just need to wash over us. Let's all just stand as the reading of the word. James 2, 12 to 15. Blessed is a man who perseveres under trial. For once he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself does not tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust. Then when lust has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is accomplished, it brings forth death. Blessed is a man who perseveres under trial. For once he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself does not tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust. Then when lust has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is accomplished, it brings forth death. And Andrew will be coming up to share. Hello. Super excited to be sharing with you all today. Um, yeah, Jason asked us a few months ago, uh, maybe two months ago, uh, me, Jonathan, and Monty, if we could all kind of get together weekly and talk about James, and that's what we've been doing for a while. And um, some of you don't know me. Most of you do know me. Uh, I moved to Isla Vista in about October 2019. Yeah, so I've been here about a year, year and a half, I reckon. And I lived with Jason. And just to honor Jason, I, I find it very humbling to come up here and share with you guys because I view myself as your peer. And so it's one thing as a, a mentor comes and shares, you can look at his life and say, okay, I've seen, I've seen him do that and I can trust the words that he has said, right? I, I, I don't know if you guys know me, but <laughs> we're just going to go for it. And yeah, I'm a bit of a rat bag, but I love God and I think that's enough. Amen. Um, one thing that I did right before I came up was I, I asked God if anybody needs encouraging. And I feel like God said that he wants to remind some people of, you know, the first love uh, of the Father. And in John 15, it says that he removes away the dead branches. And the thing with dead branches are before they die, they actually produced life, right? 
And I feel like for some of us, there are places in our life that they were once fruitful, but then something came in. And it says that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And I feel like there's places in, I mean, all of our lives, but specifically individuals that feel, man, this was so fruitful. And now I feel, I don't know, just depression, weakness, sadness. And I feel like the Lord wants to bring you back to that place, trim off the dead branches and bring you back to life. So I'm just going to pray that and then we're going we're gonna to get started. So Lord, we just thank you that you're here. Lord, we thank you that you're a God of the now. Lord, you're not, you're not a genie. You're not, I don't know, just an idea. But you listen, you see, and you move. And so God, I just pray, yeah, where hearts are weak, Lord, that you'd come and restore and strengthen, that your Holy Spirit would just blow right now and just strengthen individuals that need that. Lord, that you would remind them that they're sons and daughters of the living King and that no weapon formed against them shall remain and that you are for us and that you've come to give life and life to the fullness. And so we just pray that in Jesus' name. Sweet. So yeah, pretty fun verse to talk about, death and sin. And I don't know if Jason was trying to stay away from that. And he just gave it to me and Jonathan. And he's just like, let's see what happens. Or I don't know. So yeah, I, was, I had an idea of what I was going to talk about today. And then I was in the shower and I just feel like the Lord spoke to me. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm just going to have to make a revert. So I, I read 12 and 13 this morning and I found them as comparisons. On one side, there is this idea that God actually takes us through trials. And so I felt that God said trials produce life and trials come from him, right? You look at Jesus. He was taken in the desert by who? He was led by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit led him and it produced life, right? And so he was tested and he went through trials and he came out victorious. And the theme was he leaned on who? He leaned on the Father. So his strength came from not himself, but the Father. And I guess you could say, well, is Jesus God? That's a whole other conversation. But he leaned on the Father and he was strengthened by the Father. And so the idea is that none of us in our own strength can get through trials. Trials are meant to lead us closer to the Father, right? And so as we go through trials, we actually lean into him and we grow and we actually get taken into a place that produces new life. And so then 13 talks about sin. And then it talks about how evil desires are brought up and then it produces death. But where do those evil desires come from? They come from our own heart. So sin leads to death and trials lead to life. Trials come from the Lord and sin comes from our own evil desires. And the Lord is taking us and purifying us back to John 15 so that we can actually produce life in our everyday. Amen? So I have a little bit of a story. I was at a wedding of a good friend last week. Uh, I lived with this guy for about four years. And I haven't seen him in two years. And I was asked to speak during, I was asked to like make a speech for him and you know, as I was speaking, the only thing that kept coming up was the word trust. 
You know, the, the, the decisions and the choices that this man has made to honor his family, to honor his bride-to-be, the choices he made were founded in, in trust, right? And it was just, it was amazing because um, I lived overseas with him and he had gone to all types of crazy places and he has amazing stories. And he would always come back and share these stories. And consistently, this man made decisions that were hard. But he didn't lean into his emotions and what he felt in that time. He leaned in to the Lord and he was able to actually move forward in truth, in love, and actually get through hard times. So that's perseverance in my, in my opinion. And so I was able to just to share all that. I'm like, man, I love this guy. Like the choices that you have made that were hard allow so many people to trust you. So it's as if the trials we go through they don't just benefit us. They actually benefit our, our whole community around us, right? The choices you make, like a stone in water, actually has a ripple effect, right? And it impacts everyone. So I was just able to love on him and, and have a really good weekend. And, you know, right before, right before they, they said their vows and, and the whole um, ceremony happened, we were taking communion. And unbeknownst to me, the bride's father was a bit of a, an alcoholic and drug addict and just he had made some interesting choices in his life and, and it left her hurting and it left her broken in, in areas. Do you know what I mean? And so that was, I, I didn't know that until 10 minutes before the, the ceremony happened. And so we're having communion and out of the corner of my eye, um, the father who can't walk because of some of the choices he made um, with substance abuse and all this stuff, I hear the bride go up to her father and say, Dad, I've, I've made a decision. I, I don't want you to walk me down the aisle. I'm going to have the best man walk you to your chair. And I'm sitting there like, oh my, like, you, I, I don't know, you don't hear that. And that, that hit my heart, you know. And me and one of the groomsmen, we, we heard and we looked at each other and we were just kind of like teary-eyed, you know. Because we had noticed that the choices this man had made over time, no matter how small he, and I, I don't want to push him off to the side and, and talk bad about him, but it was one of those perspective moments that the choices we make over a long period of time actually have consequences. And I think it's easy to kind of turn a blind eye to be like, oh, it's, it's not a big deal. And, you know, it's not just about drugs and alcohol and all this stuff. It, it, it's, it's being selfless, you know. It's actually going the extra mile sometimes. It's making those choices. You know, trials aren't just like, oh, I don't have any money. I don't have a job. My car is breaking down. Those aren't the only trials in, lives, in our lives. Trials are also you just wake up and you feel, you feel weak, right? Does anyone have those days you just wake up and you feel weak? Trials are actually waking up and saying, okay, God, I'm just going to show up. And, and you actually look at the mirror and you're like, I ain't got nothing today. So who are you going to go to? You're going to go to God. You're actually being put in a place where you have to go to the Lord to be strengthened. And so during this wedding, you know, I was standing in with the, the groomsmen. And I was looking at the, the father and I just, my heart broke. Because there was such a beautiful story of redemption in that. Because he was still invited to the wedding, right? And so there's this weird thing that was happening. I was like, you're still invited to the celebration feast. You're still invited to the story of love. But the choices we make, they don't discredit us and they don't take us away 
from our relationship with God, but there's still consequences here and now that actually, they don't just affect us, but they affect, you know, our friends and our family. And so that kind of leads me to, you know, like, what's the point of persevering? Like, why do we persevere? It, uh, some, I don't know who, who has said this, but it says that he who has a why can go through almost any how. I don't know if you guys have ever heard that. So as we have a why, it actually strengthens us. And in those times of like just not feeling it, we can remind us, okay, why are we going this way? Why are we looking this way? Because sometimes, I don't know, stone me, maybe this sounds bad, but sometimes in those moments we'll feel like the Lord isn't enough. Now, I'm not saying the Lord isn't enough. I'm saying we will feel like the Lord isn't enough. So we have to actually go to our friends and have them remind us, hey, why am I doing this? So maybe share your why with some friends. Maybe that's a practical point. That's, that's a good idea. Write that down. So we can actually be strengthened by our friends because they can keep us on the right track. And so as we have a f- like formed why, it will allow us to move forward. I remember meeting with Jason multiple times while I was living in the shed. It was very difficult. And I was just like, Jason, I, what am I doing? And he just reminded me, like, what's the man, who's the man you want to be? Like, you're being strengthened. Your character's being developed. And I was just like, oh, okay, of course, Jason, wisdom, awesome. And I was just reminded of that why, you know, and it, it led me to keep going forward. And, I mean, I think that's about it. Trials, they're hard. They're kind of sucky at times. But we have a God that actually strengthens us. He's a very present help in time of trouble, need, whatever you may need, right? He's there. And so that's all I have. Jonathan, he's going to come and share. All right. My brain is feeling like really scattered right now, so I'm going to pray. Yeah, God, I just pray that you would de-scatter my brain. And what you want me to say, God, I just pray that that would be said and um, whatever it is that, um, yeah, you want people to take away from this, like, guide me to deliver that in the best way possible. Um, if there's anything that I was, like, maybe going to say, but, like, just, like, make me forget it. So, um, if, if that's not your will. So, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Um, yeah, so, uh, let's see. I was going to open with a story um, of actually, like, I don't know, like, just went to Haiti like a week ago or I, I don't know how long, like a week or two ago. Um, and with Jez and Lindsay, I was looking if they're back there. I don't see them. It's fine. But um, yeah, so went to Haiti and when I got there, like I do, I feel like really called to missions or like, yeah, first I just want to preface this before I start the story, I kind of forgot something. Um, I am going to be talking, like, about, like, perseverance. That's kind of like a, so, like, kind of through the window, like, put on your perseverance glasses, and, like, as I'm telling the story, like, perseverance. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, so, sorry, forgot that. Anyways, um, yeah, so, go to Haiti. I, like, feel really called to missions, and... I, like, was really looking forward to the Haiti trip. It was, like, very drop of the hat. Like, God asked to go, like, two days before we left or three days or something. And I was like, yes, this is so much fun. Like, get to go to another country and get to do this thing with my friends. 
and share Jesus with people. And then I get there and I'm like instantly, like as soon as we get out of the airport, I just having start having thoughts like, I don't want to be here. I like, there's nothing we can do for these people. I just started having like all of this, like all of this, all of these negative thoughts. And then like at like on top of that, I start having like really lustful thoughts. And I was like, shoot, like what is this? Like, is this spiritual warfare? Like what is the heck is going on here? And then God was like, yeah, like it's spiritual warfare. And I was like, <laughs> oh, sick. So, so this isn't just like me being lame. And yeah, so I, I was like, what do I do? So I go and like have a bit of a conversation with um, Jez and I think JL, they were like talking and I was like, oh guys, I'm like feeling this way. Kind of like open up about it. And I'm like, this is, I'm just not, I don't want to be here at all right now. And I want to leave because there's nothing we can do for these people. And I know that that's not how I should be feeling. And that's not normally my heart. Can you guys pray for me? So um, yeah, they prayed for me and stuff. And then um, when I, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go have some quiet time. I was still feeling like really not good. And um, I was like, yeah, I'm going to have some quiet time. So I have some quiet time and God leads me to Romans, um, Romans 7 to be exact. And um, do I have it open? Let's see. Um, yeah, so he starts speaking to me out of Romans 7, and it brought me a lot of, um, a lot of, what's the word, um, peace, and a lot of, like, it's like all the condemnation that I was feeling about everything was just, like, instantly obliterated and gone, um, like when I read this, um, it was like, to be exact, I read, like, if you guys want to read it, if you're feeling a lot of condemnation or dealing with spiritual warfare, um, I would read Romans 7, 7 to 25. I'm not going to read it all right now. Um, but, um, what really spoke to me out of there, um, was about how, like, Paul was talking about his struggle, about how he, like, once, I think it's, uh, verse 21, he says, um, so I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. Um, and then he like, I don't know, uh, is it right here? I don't know. In another place he was saying like the things that I want to do, I'm just not doing. And um, he's like, it's all kind of backwards because like the law revealed to him what sin really was when he, once he became a Christian. And um yeah, so I was like, whoa, this, I don't know, it just brought so much clarity, brought up, like, took away the condemnation. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I was actually, the funny thing is Andrew just kind of shared something that I was going to share because he, like, he did a change Um <laughs> But um, Joey and I were, like, we just drove, we were just drove from Orange County, um, like, an hour ago, and Joey and I were talking about this in the car. And Andrew said he was sleeping, but I don't know if he was, because, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was like, so along that, on what's that? Yeah. Um, so along those lines, um, I feel like we can look at that whole thing of like, okay, like, okay, 
the reason that the reason that this felt so I guess I didn't say that like the reason this felt good for me and I felt like that condemnation leave was because I like I realized I'm like whoa like Paul is struggling and he is like not living under condemnation and he's not like I don't know he's like struggling and he's like this is this is like all right you know like I don't I don't know you know what I mean it's not all like not sin's not all right but like he's like I'm I'm trying to find the words like yeah so I don't know he's he Paul is in struggle but he's not letting that get him down because of the way that he sees Jesus okay so um and like the same thing like you could relate that to Jesus like Jesus was tempted and he like wasn't letting that get him down the fact that he was being tempted but he was just like yeah like or like no satan like i'm not going to like eat turn this rock into bread and like all of that so um i feel like the thing that i was going to mention that like andrew kind of stole from me was about the why okay um yeah about like having a why um because like when we have that why driving us for why we're doing something, like say I'm in Haiti and I'm like, okay, I, <laughs> so yeah, so say I'm in Haiti and I'm like, why, like why am I here right now? Like if I don't have that why, like that, um, I just keep seeing Jason like knocking on a concrete table um, of like that why is our concrete, it's our foundation to why we're doing something. And if we lose track of that, it's really easy to like not find joy in our trials. Um, does that make sense? Am I right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, um, yeah, that was my why thing. Um, yeah. So, let's see. Let me take a minute here. Um, yeah. So, I guess like the whole point of what I'm saying here is that. Um, Along with perseverance, I feel like it can be really hard. This particular perseverance thing was me, like, persevering through an internal trial of me, like, not having a clear a clear view of my why while I was in a particular place. Um, but I feel like having... Like, if I had that particular, like, once I attained that particular why, I was able to fully, to fully find joy in my trial in the midst of that. And be like, oh, what God says about me is totally true, you know? And once I realized, oh, what God says about me is totally true, I was like, this is actually really fun. And, like, from that point on, I really started enjoying my trip, and every day that I was there, I wanted to be there, like, more and more, and I'm like, I want to just stay here after, like, the last day, and, um, yeah, so I think that, like, once we um, persevere through our trials, we can find, it's like, we find joy, like, little bits of joy in the midst of that perseverance once we're able, like, it, once we're finding that perseverance in the trial, I don't, that made sense, that makes sense, yeah. Um, but then, like, after the point, after the fact, like, once that perseverance is a little bit behind us, and once we're, like, once that trial is a little bit behind us, we can, like, really find joy, um, because it's kind of, like, put behind us, but it wasn't that we just pushed it to the side, and we pushed that trial, like, over here and didn't handle it, 
but we we like faced it head on so that that joy could be like found later on and that, that we could like enjoy our life with Jesus and yeah have like relationship with him so yeah that's like pretty much what I got I'm gonna buy Jason up I think yeah Jason yeah Mike's got a little something-something for us. I've been saving a half-hour word. God said now's the time, so get ready. Just kidding. When, as he was, as Jonathan was speaking, just kept feeling stirring in my spirit, just the phrase, like, you don't have to get it all right to be all right. I'm going to say it again. You don't have to get it all right to be all right. That's why Jesus paid for everything in your life. Everything in your life is covered under the blood. And there is grace to learn. There is grace to learn. There's grace to learn. Beloved, there is grace to learn. Some of you need to just close your eyes and hear that. There is grace to learn. There's grace to learn. It's not a rush. You don't have to get it all right. There is grace to learn. Receive that. God's with you. He's already approved of you in Jesus. He's already delighted. This journey is just about growing in him and growing in grace. There is grace to learn. So good. Clark, can you come up and the crew? That'd be great. So, hey, I'm just going to put this up here on a chair in a second. And if you want to come take communion, just throw the mask on if you would, but come and grab it and, you know, Clark, if you can open up with that song just for a little bit, uh, Breaking the Body, the Blood, pretty much communion. Thanks. Um, but for real, though, you know, sometimes we just take it flippantly and we're like, eh, you know. But the truth of the matter is anything you do in faith, God honors that. And so if you want to take communion today in faith, believing his body was broken for your healing. If you got any physical healing going on, just believe. And then it says his blood was shed for the forgiveness of sins. And so if you're struggling at all with anything that's just plaguing you from today, the week, any guilt, shame, that stuff's never God. Condemnation's never God. But sometimes we think it is God, and then the enemy tries to father us. You know, the father lies in the wrong direction. So just let God come and father you through communion and just love you because you're his son and his daughter today. Sound good? All right, cool.